Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Isaac, and I'm stuck in an endless cycle. And I'm Claire, and I'm also stuck in an endless cycle. <laughs> you just you can't just take my up. Uh, what? And this is <laughs> make, make that, that game. game where we pitch the latest, the greatest new video game ideas that we, you know, ideas, man. They just exist in the brain. You're not gonna buy these games. I didn't look at the camera. Or are you? Oh my goodness. Okay, great. <laughs> well, folks, we have um, we're we're mixing it up a little here at Make That Game. So if you noticed, if you're a subscriber, which you should be, you would have noticed Subscribe. on <laughs> you would have noticed on your podcast feed and or YouTube ch- uh, feed homepage, whatever they call it on YouTube, is we released an episode before this episode about our news and updates. So we're not going to do that in these episodes, and we mixed around the order a little bit. So. Uh, we're yeah. actually going to hop right in to our pitch sesh. We're going to pitch those games that will never be made. And I forget who I put first. Isaac, do you know who goes first? Uh, well, I assume since you're talking now, it, it, it makes the best sense if you're like, do you have a game to pitch for me, Isaac? Sure, and then so. I go, I sure do. And All then right, I trade it. it off to you. I, we should just constantly trade off is how let's do it. orders yeah. should work. Yeah. So Isaac, do you have a game to pitch to me today? I do. Uh, the working title, I couldn't come up with a good title. I, I figure there's a play on words that I can get in there somewhere. But it, I, it's working title called Splatter. Boring, non-evocative, but we'll workshop that okay. if, at some point. Um, it is basically a JRPG, Japanese RPG. With, you know, you have a party, you have character levels, you gain experience, you get items like potions and ethers, you do battles, you explore around a map and talk to a bunch of characters, and there's a big epic story. However, instead of the traditional RPG battle system of, you know, you input a bunch of commands and then your characters attack based on speed and stuff, no, it is based on launching blobs of paint or paint-filled weapons at a table. So b- imagine, basically, that you are controlling a catapult in these battles. So you can set the the strength. You you aim, and then you can set like the strength and like when you actually launch the projectile. And then when the projectiles hit the table, they splatter, covering a portion of table with your color of paint. And then your goal is to fill the enemy's uh, health zone, which is basically like a specific area on the table that represents how much health they have. When that's completely filled with your color of paint, then they are defeated. So that's that's basically the HP. Um, is this making any sense to you? Should I re-clarify anything that I've stated so far? I think maybe the table situation, like dining room tables is what I'm picturing. I don't think that's correct. Uh, it basically just a flat surface. I imagine that because this is a RPG, that the like table thematically will look different depending on where you are. Like if you're traveling in a forest, so it'll be like, oh, I, so by a table, I mean like a flat plane, basically. Mm-hmm. That just represents a gameplay area, not like a literal table. Okay. 
but just a flat plane where you're your like catapult apparatus exists nebulously off into the into space and you're just launching things at this so flat you're plane. traveling through some kind of realm and then like every time you battle this is the battle mechanic. It, it goes to a different screen which uh abstracts the battle between characters as like this kind of paint a thon okay color yeah all right so, so into like some of the nitty gritty design. Oh, and so it's it is still turn based though. So like your each character is represented by a different catapult with like different different weapons or whatever um, that have different properties, and then you take turns going back and forth with the enemies that are also launching things, trying to fill your HP zones with their mm-hmm. color of paint. So just blue versus red, probably most of the time you could have multi battles where like there's a red enemy and a yellow enemy that are competing with each other against you at the same time. You fully need is... to have it so you can pick the color. I think. Well, y- uh, yes. Yeah, probably. I would I probably let the player pick their colors just for fun. And then um, it would, now the one of the difficult things for accessibility would be to have open like colors, but also make it so that colorblind people could still play and understand the game. So what I what I think you could do is do it like um like football, like football uniforms. Actually any sports uniform. They have two choices because sometimes the person you're playing against also has similar colors so mm-hmm. that you can match the contrast best so no no one gets confused. So basically you could pick like a light color and a dark color and if you're fighting a dark enemy like and then you would be like defaulted to the light color and that way it would always be contrasting. Okay. And then also like if if it just controls if if the colors themselves are meaningless like there there could be design space for like blue is water element red is fire element there could be design space for that but if if it is purely aesthetic and it's just showing hey the blue paint on the table represents your party and the red paint and the green paint represent different enemies in the same battle then it it can easily be like okay the player has picked this color what are uh n colors that are contrasting and visible to even colorblind people Mm -hmm. um that that it can use it would just fill in the colors based on what the player picked so right. there's that but anyways so each level i mentioned that like if you travel through the woods it'll like be a wood themed battle arena slash table um if you're in a desert it'll be desert themed and each one will have a layout of various obstacles and those obstacles would behave in different ways so like you're walking through the forest it might have a lot of trees and what those trees do is when your um, weapon hits the trees, it's just an obstacle. Uh, nothing special happens, but like some areas might have super bouncy obstacles. So when your projectile or whatever hits that obstacle, it'll bounce further than expected or in a different direction than it, you expected. Or it'll be spiky, so it'll like instantly pop your projectile mm-hmm. and splatter the paint on it. Uh, and then the goal is that you have to figure out how to use these different obstacles to your advantage. Um, or to avoid them, like if they're not going to help you in any way with your current layout. Then each character is going to have different weapon options. And you'll be able to get different weapons throughout the game. And some might have like limited ammo. Some are like unlocked through specific ways. But each projectile will basically have different behaviors like you might be able to equip one that 
always splats as soon as it hits the table, no matter what. It doesn't slide, it doesn't bounce, it just hits and it splats. Or you get one that will always splat on the first obstacle. Like, if it hits anything, it's very delicate, so it'll splat. But, like, it, it might have, like, a larger area that it splatters across. You might have something that is resistant to spiky obstacles. So, like, if, it, if one of these, like, paintballs hits a cactus, it might normally pop on the spot. But, like, this is resistant to spikes so it can bounce off of the cactus but is in in, in trade-off it's less bouncy or it doesn't have as much range or it's harder to control in some other way so each one of your weapons has pros and cons so you pick your party you equip them with weapons which will be based on like what that character in your party is supposed to do so like a warrior might have bigger paintballs Mm -hmm. or uh, just a bigger paint zone. And then like a healer might uh, be able to hit your own paint zones easier. And I don't know what that means. I didn't think about healers, but it's obvious. It seems obvious to me saying it, that if your opponent's goal is to fill your paint zone, you can protect your paint zone by filling it with your own colors. So <laughs> mm -hmm. there's there's got to be some kind of healing mechanism there, which I'll figure out. And then I keep saying catapults, but I'm imagining catapults, like that's also a, a semi-customizable like choice aspect. So like you can have a cat catapult that'll lob it onto the table, or you might have um, like a slingshot or something that'll like just slide like mm -hmm. directly slide it onto the table so these these are the different variables that you as a player will be able to play with as you unlock like different equipment different character classes etc to you know play through okay. the game yeah. and because it's a japanese rpg it is going to be 600 hours of anime drama Okay, I was gonna ask what the what the plot was, and I guess there it is. Yeah, I didn't think too deeply about the plot. I uh, g generic save the world stuff. There's a demon lord, uh, usurping a kingdom. You are a small peasant boy with unique powers, boy or girl, probably customizable main character, and then you just go on this epic quest across the land, creating or meeting encountering wacky characters and fighting wacky. nefarious bosses all right okay. so that's splatter <laughs> splatter pg because mm, okay. rpg yeah. splat okay. uh hey claire do you have a game to pitch for me <laughs> i do it's a lot less involved than what you just pitched so okay uh, bear with me but it's it's working title is called ice hate Instead of Ice Skate, it's called Ice Wow, hate. I like that title. That's a really Izzy stuff. I feel like that's the kind of title that I normally go with. Although I'm imagining it being I-C-A-E-H and then the number eight. Is that not correct? That's not correct. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it is. It's also kind of a game that you would pitch, I think. Uh, it's okay. actually a game I probably wouldn't enjoy playing, but I came up with the idea anyway. So just we love those outside the box. Um, it's an arcade style fighting game. Think Street Fighter. Um, okay. It, but it takes place on an ice rink and you fight with your feet. So you've got okay, murder, murder blades on your feet and you're going to attack with that. Um, now, do you only use your feet or can your characters no. punch too? So you have, you have um, punching, jumping, and spinning. 
But, like, the cool part is, you know, you can, like, spin with your blade out. You can, like, lay down and, like, kick with your feet. Like, the, you know, like, you can, like, do, like, okay. death kicks. Um, I actually picture it being pretty, like, yucky looking. Like, because you'd be, like, slashing each other up with the ice skates. Oh, so very gory, like, Mortal Kombat or something. Right. But, like, also, um, you're, like, figure skaters so you have cool sparkly outfits and stuff Good. um and obviously you can pick your outfit because that's that is a feature in every game i design i think it's like you need to have an outfit choice you need to have some custom right. character customization like you know pick you get to so you get to pick your outfit your spark level of sparkles your um the song that you fight to which would be like a classic like figure skating like i don't know like classical music <laughs> But you're battling. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty basic. Like PvP, you know, arcade. I guess you could do a one, like you could fight the computer as well. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have any questions? Again, it's I kept it really simple this week. So you said it's like Street Fighter, but um, is it like 2D gameplay, character on left side, character on right side fighting each other? Or is there like yeah. a 3D, like you have the entire ice rink to No, I pictured it around? like 2D, like you described. Okay. All right. Cool. I cool. did say like Street Fighter because that's the only kind of game I've, I've ever actually played that's like that. But I know there's lots out there that are, might even be closer. I just, that's, that's my only like experience, I guess. Yeah. No, it's 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 pretty common for like fighting games to be two dimensional. I just know sometimes they go three D, and I I wasn't sure if you wanted the freedom, because like if you made it three D, I'm just throwing this out there. You could also like have the player actually doing tricks like Tony Hawk skater style and like oh getting rated on it while fighting. That's actually really funny. I like bringing Tony Hawk into it. Yeah, like the so... style of Tony Hawk, like, oh, she did a triple cow sow and then like decapitated the opponent. <laughs> exactly. See, like that that would just be an interesting way to take it. Someone who figure skates, please tell me if a triple cow sow is anything. <laughs> I just pulled those words out of like various Olympic commentary. Okay, um, I like solidified it. Solidified into my brain. So, fingers crossed that that's real. But yeah, we could be three D. And do games like that. I've never played the Tony Hawk game. I feel like that would be funny to play. Neither have I. I I just know it exists. I just know of it. I know it's out there waiting for us, waiting in the wings. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. It's lurking, ever lurking. Um, Okay. Well, those are our pitches. We're now going to move on to our honk and bonk section. So that's where we pick apart the design of a game that we have played. We honk the things we like and we bonk the things we think could be better that's my that's how i like to say the it the things we don't prefer the things we don't so much prefer in the game yeah cuz i don't want to yuck someone's yum someone might right. love what i bonk but and sometimes in the bonks we come up with like ways it could be better too like oh wouldn't it be cool that's if true. right to Which our is preferences a, yes um so yeah that's that's what we're going to do isaac do you have a game no. to honk and bonk? You don't. Okay. I don't. I don't you this don't. week. That's okay. So I will say as like a note to listeners, we're going to start to potentially do less honks and bonks because personally, I'm starting to feel a little pressure to play a new game every week. Yep. And then I'm not really playing the games I like. Like I want to get back into Ori. I want to play like actually finish Oxenfree. And like, yep. I just don't have time to be doing a brand new game every single week. So, yeah, and then playing it enough to be able to honk and bonk right. it. 
It's not like make, I can just play 20 minutes. Yeah. And like every other part of this podcast so far is fun. So I want to make sure I keep it fun and I don't like start to hate video games. Don't <laughs> so, want to burn out on our on our podcast. Right. Right. So that's why. So there might be uh, might be weeks where one of us doesn't have a honk and bonk. There might be weeks where neither of us have a honk and bonk. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be honking and bonking games that like we play through and, and want to talk about. So it's not totally going away, but just just to make the listener aware this is this is part of the new shiny new uh improvements and you can still make requests of games that you'd like to hear our honks and bonks absolutely do that because we will play them it just might take a little longer that's all just email us or comment on our youtube video yes absolutely all right so in that case i will honk and bonk um i'm gonna honk well okay and this i'm gonna say this is like a honk and bonk light because i did not play a ton of this game but the reason Mm -hmm. why is a bonk and so we'll talk about that so i'm gonna honk and bonk bear and breakfast now bear and breakfast was like a super hot game like a month ago maybe two months ago i don't remember when it hit the scene but it was like everywhere (laughs) and i was like okay i gotta try this game because if you remember back in the day and i'll try to remember to link the show down below this is a note to editing claire find the link to the show when I talked about it. <laughs> um, I, I, I pitched one of my very first pitches was B and B, which was a game that was basically bre- bed and breakfast. Like you're creating a bed and breakfast from scratch. And it was both like building and management. So like you could design what it looked like and also manage the bed and breakfast. This game kind of promised to be that. So I was a bit hype for it. Now, what made me not hype is that it's bears. And a thing you need to know about me, this is me personally, I do not like sentient animals very much. <laughs> I guess they're all sentient, but I do not like, what sapient. would you call it? Sapient animals. Yeah, very much. Um, just as a genre, like Animal Crossing, it was, a, it was a stretch for me. And the only reason I think I can I can like play it is because I don't play an animal. Like, but in this one, you you are the this one. You're the bear, bear. and Ugh. that's that's tough for me. I'm just not gonna lie. That is tricky for me. I don't know what mm. it is about that, but I don't like it. Um, it's better than being transformed against your will into an animal. That is like an absolute no for me. So things like uh, Spirited Away, Brave, those things, hate them, hate them so much. <laughs> oh boy. But so it's not quite that bad. You know, you're just always been a bear. All right, getting getting around it. Actually, the way the world is set up is very much like regular show, where there's just humans and also sapient animals. Oh, that like just coexist with each other. But doesn't the bear still live in the woods? Yeah. So the storyline goes, okay. I can tell you the storyline. The storyline goes like um, humans have basically vacated these woods over the years, but they're starting to come back. So like they need to set up places for the humans to stay. <laughs> And they can make money off of the tourism of the woods. <laughs> that's literally, that's that's basically the plot. Perfect. Um, however, there's also like a demon. So like it starts off with the bear being like, I can't sleep ever. And then there's like a demon that's like haunting him and like creeping around the woods. And so I'm like, what? I thought this was about making a bed and breakfast. What? Anyway, so. Demon bear. Let's move into the honks and bonks. So the honk. I'm not going to say there's not that that many. Um, the setting is oh. cool. Okay. And the characters are funny. So like the dialogue's really sharp and I like it. Um, and the setting is cool. Like I like the woods. I like the way it's set up. Um, I like learning more about the the setting, exploring. Like there's lots to explore. That's, that's nice. Um, I guess I like that it tried to be about a bed and breakfast. I, I didn't get very far, so I'm sure I could have done more. But Is this another oh Binding of Isaac situation? No. Well, wait, why? In what way? 
Because I remember Binding of Isaac, oh. like you, it, you hated it intensely from the first like second that you picked it so up. So I, I and think you I fought your way through like playing it. Just I think I gave this more of a chance. Okay. I think I did, but once I got to the actual like bed and breakfast place, because it takes a while. Like they're setting up the story, right? You're like you're you have to gather materials. It's kind of We've animal talked crossing. about this before. Hate that, right? The setup. <laughs> Yeah, I like. Let it. me this play the game. This is fine, but yeah, you have to. So you gather materials. It's very Animal Crossing in that way. Like you have a crafting bench. You have to craft everything you put into the B and B. So like you have to make the bed. You have to make things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you learn how to do that, all that stuff, and then you set up your first room, and that's when it kind of lost me. So one of the bonks, the biggest bonk, I think, is the controls. I played this on Switch, I should say, and it came out on Steam first. So it might be better, mm-hmm. and I, I think it will be better on PC, and I wanted to try it, but guess what? They don't have a Mac version because the controls on the Switch are terrible. I have to hit Y like five times to do any kind of building. It's just so clunky to navigate the menus on the Switch to do anything. Like, so clunky. <laughs> wow. There's so many menus and so many options. Like, I think it's really designed as a PC game, and it probably shouldn't have gone to Switch, honestly. Because you can probably just point and click at all exactly. these things. Like and if five you... clicks is completely different from like five. Exactly. And I think it's because like some of the menu stuff reminds me of The Sims in, the, in some senses. Like because there is a lot of menus in Sims too. But I'm like that's really easy to navigate because I play it on PC. Yeah. <laughs> and so I do think that a lot of why I didn't like it is because it is really not for Switch. And I don't think it should have gone to Switch. I think they should have just left it as a PC game, made a Mac version and said that's it. Um so I was kind of bummed because I'm like, I wanted to try this on PC now that I've seen that it's bad on Switch and I like my personal computer is a Mac. So I'm, you know, out of luck there. Um, and I do think it's like, it's not enough B&B. Like the aesthetics of the Airbnb, not Airbnb, <laughs> the aesthetics of the bed and breakfast you set up are like leave a lot to be desired. And then there's so much like detailed management that I'm confused already. Like it's like, you have to like schedule when guests come and like when they leave and you're going to have multiple locations. It's like already a franchise and it's like, I don't know. It just was a confusing, like I get that it's management, but I just didn't, I don't know. It's just confusing mm-hmm. and not like exciting, confusing, like frustrating, confusing. You just were not walking into this expecting to play a franchise management no, like I really Sim. wanted it. I wanted it to be about one bed and breakfast in the woods. That's all I wanted. And now it's about like demons and like <laughs> the tourism. old bait and switch. You ever just wanted to play a game where you make one bed and breakfast, but then demons show up? It's about demons and a franchise. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it just wasn't. So sadly, Bear and Breakfast turned out not to be for me. If it does make a Mac version, I might actually try it because I think. I think there's potential there and that's why that's why I was so hesitant to stop because I was like, but I think I could like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot play it on like the Switch. It feels like your kind of game. Yeah, it just it feels right, but it's also not quite there. Um, which is a huge bummer. Yeah, cuz like I said on the B&B episode, like The Sims even had some kind of hotel design element in Sims 2, but it wasn't like quite correct. And like there's Hotel Story, which I do want to play. But that seems way more management and less design, which is not correct. Like, I want I want both. And yes. I think this one, too, is way more management than design. Like, you can design it to a point, but there's not a lot of options. Um, and that's, you know, so I'm kind of losing out on that part of the bed and breakfast experience. Anyway, oh, that was a long-winded honk and bonk, but that is 
Hey, what, that's what we love. We love diving deep. We do love diving deep. And speaking of diving deep, we're going to move on to our next segment, which is called Isaac Isaac Asks a Question or Isaac's Deep Dive. I don't know if we ever leaned on. No. We've called it both. but <laughs> Isaac Asks a Question. Oh, wow. Wait, does that mean that you never get to ask a question? I guess I guess maybe we should call it the deep dive because it would be good for me to ask a question sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you might have a question to ask. You yeah. might have... You might think about something and be like, uh, let's let's talk to someone more experienced with game thoughts. Yeah. That's what I'm calling myself, more experienced with game thoughts. Anyways, so, okay. I came up with this question, and maybe I should have predicted that we would touch on this a lot in between the news and updates. And uh, but, but here's the question that I came up with. What does it take you? To, or what does it take to get you to replay a game? To replay a game. Okay. Which we have talked a lot about when you gave your update about Oxenfree. Yeah, I know. And we kind of touched on it in this episode. Uh, I mentioned I'm stuck in an endless cycle referring to No Man's Sky. But you're not replaying um, No Man's Sky, though. You're just continually playing. I, yeah, I guess with an in, like a literally infinite game, like with no yeah. end. That like Animal Crossing, like you can't. Different. Well, you can replay Animal Crossing and start over. Yes. But anyways, yeah, I would like to hear what does it take to get you, Claire, to like replay a game? Because yeah. we also talked about you replaying Link's Awakening. So right. it's, even though I picked this before we recorded the episode... It has been a running line through I the know. whole episode. This I has know. been amazing, but we've it's also perfect... maybe already covered the ground. <laughs> no, I don't think so because we didn't. I talked All about right. what frustrates me. I didn't talk about what excites True. me or why I would be interested. So I think actually it's a surpri- I surprised myself in wanting to replay games at all because as Isaac has mentioned multiple times, and I have too, I am not a big repeater of things. Like I read a book, I read it. You know, yep. um, same. I it just I don't do that but i do like there's some things i rewatch like i rewatch tv shows every now and then i rewatch um i do want to i've been reading gideon the ninth or the locked tomb series of highly recommend everybody read it please and uh that i'm like i'm literally ready to reread it already even though i'm trying to wait till the last book comes out to like hype myself up for the last book but i'm like i'm like itching to go so i think one it has to be a story that i like Right, a story I want to go back to and do again. So, like, that's why I would reread a book. That's why I would replay a game. Like, I have a question. Yeah. You did state in the news and update yeah. segment, or I guess episode. episode yeah. Um, in Oxenfree, you love the story, but you don't like replaying through the story. Okay, so I, my other stipulation was time. Okay. Time really All matters. Right. Okay. I would yes. not. So one of the reasons I want to reread the Locked Tomb series, it's not that I want to reread the book I just read. I want to reread the first book in the series, which I read, you know, months ago, which is still a pretty quick turnaround for me, I will say. But I just love that, you know, and also because there's things I think I missed. Like, I'm pretty sure I missed details or now that I know certain things, it's going to be more interesting to read it. Right. Okay. Um, that's the same with a game. So, like, uh, one of the reasons I want to replay Link's Awakening, that was like the first top down adventure game I ever played. Like the yes. first. And so it was a rough go in sometimes, right? Because I just didn't know. I mean, I was learning how to use a switch while playing that game. Like I'd never played yep. the switch before. And so like there was a lot of learning happening. Um, I mean, my favorite anecdote, I think I've told it here before, but that I just didn't talk to people. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know you were supposed to. 
So I just didn't. Right. And Isaac's like, oh, well, you d- they're going to tell you what to do next. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Also, I think there's the the trading game aspect, which is in a lot of Legend of Zelda <laughs> games. But like, if you don't oh, yeah. talk to people, you don't get the items. And a certain and item is required items, to progress yeah. past certain points. So it's like you have to talk to these yeah. people to find so out was, what items they want. Like I said, there's a lot of learning. I also played that game in 2020. So fully like two and a half years ago. So yeah. It's been a long time. I loved the game, right? So I love the story. I love the look of the game. And I know I could probably do it better and probably, like, do more things with it, right? Speed run? Maybe. 40-minute <laughs> speed run. Let's go. I do. I, I don't know. I'm, like, tempted. I think also I will say SGDQ, or not just S, but GDQ, because um, ADG, ADGQ is coming, folks. We're, yes. I'm already February, hyped about it. February, I think. January. Early February? Jan- okay, January. I put it in the calendar. Don't you worry. Good, good, good. <laughs> Can't miss that. We're hype. We're getting ready. But anyway, um, so speedruns, watching speedruns makes me want to replay games because I watch these people. They have to replay them like hundreds, thousands of times to get these things that are yeah. cool. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like Kirby. Kirby, I replay levels constantly now. Well, not now, now, but like recently. Yeah. To get better and better and better. So I think there is this like achievement thing that that draws me back. Um, Like the reason I'm replaying Kirby levels is because I want to get... I'm 100%ing it. So it's like I've set a goal for myself. So I think the two things would be if I love the story, if I feel enough time has passed, and or if there's goals I'm looking to achieve that I haven't yet okay. achieved. So like if I care about 100%ing it or if there is like a side quest that I really want to do but like didn't get to do the first playthrough, like those kinds of things. Now what's interesting mm-hmm. is that I do not have any inkling, and this could change, but I have no inkling to play Life is Strange games again. Like at all, even, a even though bit. they have, they 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 try to entice you. They have multiple endings. I know, and like uh, branching again, story paths. It and... could change, right? Like I could change my mind. Maybe it just hasn't been long enough for those games. Maybe I need more mm-hmm. time in between. But something about them just feels done to me. Like that, I did it. Like I feel, I think the stories are interesting, but maybe not enough that they're cozy for me to want to revisit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really tempted by They're not really extra... cozy stories, especially no, Life but... is Strange too. No, and I think there's like this like comfort of repeating something, right? Like like mm-hmm. when when I repeat something, like so I rewatch Gilmore Girls like multiple times in my life. It's because it's a comfort to me to yes. expect the story, and it's like I don't find it comforting to like watch someone be like beat up on the side of the road, a la Life is Strange too. <laughs> yes. So it's like. It was a rough story. I feel like also I I did end it. Like, I know there's multiple endings I could get, but I already told that story in a way. Like, I told it the way I played, and, like, replaying it would almost, like, invalidate that ending. I mean, Mm. that's not true, but that's kind of what's holding me back. So, yeah, those don't interest me in replaying. Um, Whereas things like Link's Awakening, like Kirby and the Forgotten Land, yeah, those do. Oxenfree, sort of? Like, I don't know. You seem, like, torn on it. I don't. So with Oxenfree, I wouldn't count this as a replay because it's it's like part. Like you're again, right. You're still. It's it's designed for you to play. It's this weird. Multiple times and like yeah. That. So if you want yeah. more details on that, listen to our news and updates episode. But um, yeah, it's, that's different. Like I I would count a replay as me starting a new game file on that and actually starting again. And I don't okay. think I would do that. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> At least gotcha. not yet. Maybe in like five years. Although they're um, didn't they release a new one? Oxenfree two. I think so. Hold on. Let me clicky clack. So it does have a release date for 2023. Yeah. So I would play that. 
but that's not okay. that's not the same. Yeah, thing. That's and that's just definitely playing a not replaying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a um, different game, actually. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's my answer. That's a long-winded answer. But Isaac, what what about you? What makes you want to um, play a game? At in twenty twenty two, I don't think anything. <laughs> so okay, we have talked about on this podcast Dragon's Dogma is a recent one that I tried replaying and I got to a certain point in it and I just have not felt an interest in picking it back up. Chrono Cross, I was very excited for like the remaster uh, for the Switch. When that came out, I played it for a bit and then never picked it up again. And this is this is a pretty constant thing. This is the endless, one of the endless cycles I'm stuck in. It just... I don't know. There's not a lot of things that will entice me to replay something that I'm done with at this point in time, especially because it's already a little bit of a chore for me to play games in the first place when they have, you know, the when the startup is 75 minutes of cutscenes before you get a single <laughs> moment of gameplay. Uh-huh. I I don't think I would ever be able to replay Horizon Zero Dawn for that reason it, would you replay it if you could skip that if you could skip if i could it? yes so yeah. i'm actually gonna so instead of like giving my reason for replaying a game i'm actually gonna deep dive into like some incentives that i've i've seen and kind of break those down do you do you agree with that sure. is that okay yeah so a lot of games will have what's called a new game plus so dark souls does this uh basically it takes the game it might change a few things like story-wise, but for the most part, it's literally the same game, but harder. Um, every time you beat Dark Souls or like Elden Ring, you can play uh, their new game plus, and then you beat it again at new game plus plus, which is even harder than new game plus plus plus. And it gets ridiculous, like new game plus 999, mm-hmm. which is 90, 999 pluses that you've beaten the game 999 times. And I, I don't even know if it caps that. I don't know if you can get in the thousands. But that's one way to do it. Just, like, give them... Be, because the core gameplay loop is what really appeals to people in these kinds of games, just taking that core gameplay loop and making it a little bit more difficult, give them a ever-increasing challenge to try to beat, is often enough to get a lot of people to replay multiple times. I've never done a new game plus myself. And... Uh, I didn't mention this part, but it is the same character each time. So you are taking your like level 900 character into New Game Plus, starting from the beginning, and then like the beginning of the game is now as hard as the end of the game was, uh, respectively, effectively. So, like, mm-hmm. you you have that like almost not infinite, but like that continuous progression in challenge versus player skill slash power of items and stuff that you have so that's one way to do it um honestly that probably is the most appealing would be the most appealing to me the second way is remastering a game so uh take an old game update the graphics upgrade the engine make it maybe change some story elements that like haven't aged well or change some scenes that were like confusing or whatever um get new voice acting if the voice acting was bad basically like take it's the same basic game but now improved and modernized that is another way that's what i thought chrono cross was going to get me on didn't particularly uh 
didn't particularly get all the way there, especially because there was some performance issues. I know I said when I first was playing it, I didn't notice it being that much worse than the original, but the fact that it was as bad as the original probably is not a good sign when you take a game and then update it 20 years later. Probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, a really interesting thing is completely redoing the game. So, caveat, I've never played Final Fantasy VII, but Final Fantasy VII has had remakes, or I, I don't know what you would call them at that point, but they've basically taken the game and, like, completely modernized it, even to the point where, like, the gameplay isn't even the same. Like, they've okay. modernized even <laughs> the gameplay. I don't know if that counts as a replay or if you are playing a new game that has, like, the same characters and basically the same story but from what i understand they've also changed the story somewhat a little bit like could just completely modernizing everything from from scratch effectively which is interesting i don't know if that i don't know i can't think of a game well they do that that's what the new kirby game is gonna be oh yeah what's that game again that is return to dreamland i think it's called So when that comes out, that is actually what that is going to be. I have not played the originals, so it'll be brand new to me. Um, but I did see a speed run of it recently. A Return to Dreamland? Yeah, uh, no. Yes. Oh, yeah. the old the, one. The original okay. game, not, I was like, not I the don't new think remake. It's not out yet. We they would could know. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> they somehow got their hands on it and already can do a speed run that I would be impressed. I would be very impressed. Yep. And now I'm thinking about it. So going back to New Game Plus, uh, Speaking of Kirby, Kirby, Kirby's Dreamland, the original Kirby game on Game Boy, was one of my first video games. And when you beat the game, it would tell you, hey, press like up B and A at the same time on the start screen. And if you did that, it would do hard mode. It would give you Kirby hard mode, which pretty interesting thing. Um, All the enemies would be way tougher. I think that there was less health power ups and there was a couple other things. And I played that a whole bunch, and I was like five years old, so it was actually extremely difficult. And I'm not sure if I ever actually beat the game on like their new game plus mode. Ooh, well you can try. As a now. child, <laughs> I was a lot more willing to replay games endlessly because you know you have a Game Boy and you've got three games. What else are you gonna do? And I think that's just also a brain development thing. Like as kids, part of part of learning is repeating. Oh yeah, that's why kids watch like Frozen like ten thousand times. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So I think. I think that's just a, a feature of being young <laughs> that, yeah. that, that kind of lends itself to replaying games more than you might as a, as an adult. Yep. Uh, so I guess those are, I feel like I had one more in my head, but I didn't, but yeah, those are, those are designed things that you can implement to entice replayability. Yeah. Um, I mean, Oh, the third one is like a roguelike. I, I'm not sure if I consider <laughs> that like, replaying replaying because the entire idea is that every time you play it it's different it is going to basically be a completely unique experience because it is a completely randomly generated what enemies are where what the level layouts are what items you get etc etc the goal is that you play it a hundred million times because that's that's what the game is and it's it's infinitely not infinitely variable but i do kind of want to say and I think this this connects to what I said about like goals, like say like, oh, I want 100% this or I want to collect. It's like adding collectibles that you can go back and get, which is one of the things that makes me replay Kirby a lot. 
Because I guess. Oh yeah, like on a level by le- like, I yeah. Would you, if you had to restart from scratch every single time and to get all the collectibles, like you needed to collect all yeah. the collectibles in one run through, like would you replay that or is this more the micro level? Like you will replay given levels. Definitely you- given levels, I'll replay. As far as like starting from scratch. It depends on my goal. So like one of the things, this is a silly reason, but Isaac started playing Kirby before I did. And so it's on his Switch account. And it kind of bothers me that my 100% is on his account. (laughs) Like that's like, that like eats away at me a tiny bit. And it's like, oh no. So, but, but to get it on my account, I would just have to do it on my account. I just have to repeat that. And um, I also want to try to speed run Kirby in the Forgotten Land after watching the speed run on uh, this past uh, SGDQ. So... Um, so I would, but I think it's a very unique case <laughs> where mm. I just freaking love that game. Yep. I actually just thought of one more thing, and this ties into some things that you were talking about. So this is going to wrap it all into a bow. Good, good. Chrono Cross. When you beat Chrono Cross, so Chrono Cross has a ton of different endings. When, so that that's the one that I was thinking of. Tons of different endings makes you want to replay, so you play the game to get new endings, depending on new choices or whatever. Chrono Cross, when you beat the game, you can do New Game Plus. It doesn't actually change the difficulty at all, and it does restart your character from scratch, if I remember right. Maybe it doesn't restart your character from scratch. It's been a <laughs> while, but but you restart the game, but now you have the fast-forward device, so that you can zoom around the maps really fast. Like, it literally fast-forwards the game. You can skip cutscenes. You can do all that. And it basically is made, tailor-made, so that you can go through the game and get all the different endings. Also, in this new game plus mode that it's got, you can go... There's a certain area where you can go fight the final boss whenever you want. Oh, and when you beat the final boss, that kind of triggers the new ending. So the game is divided into chapters. And at every chapter that you beat the final boss, it gives you a different ending. So, like, you can start the new game with only your main character, run straight to that area with the fast-forward mode, skip through all the early cutscenes, fight the boss, and then it gives you an ending. And if I remember correctly, the ending is basically, like, since since your quest never escalates to the point where the world is in danger, no one knows that you saved the world. So, like, you're kind of, like just this nameless bum basically (laughs) instead of like the world saving hero Mm -hmm. uh and none of your party members like recognize you because you never meet them etc etc because like the entire game never plays you just wake up one morning go to the beach and kill the universe destroying god and then no one ever knows (laughs) amazing Okay. But that that was a good way to get me to replay. But all right, I'm done now. You we can continue. Awesome. All right. Well, that means we're on to our final segment, which I like I say every time, my favorite segment is the rapid fire round. I'll generate three random words. We have five minutes to create a game out of those three words. We have to use every word, but we can be pretty creative with the way we use those words. Isaac, are you ready with the timer? I am ready with the timer. Hit me with those beautiful, beautiful words. Penalty. Okay, penalty. Ranch. Dressing. Pop. Penalty. Ranch flavored soda. Ranch pop. All right, so I was thinking pop like pop music, but I like ranch flavored soda as a thought. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad that <laughs> happened. I'm glad we have that. We have put that into the universe. Nope. All right. Okay. 
This is going to be very esoteric, and I'm not sure how it's going to come together into a gameplay. Okay. This is completely out there. Um, kernel, so it's popcorn, right? Okay. Yeah. But it's it's cows. So it's like all these cows that are okay. like popping up into the air, and you have to you have to catch them. Okay. But sometimes there's like a bad kernel cow 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 and you get penalized for catching those so you want to catch all the good kernels of popping cows yeah and okay not get the bad ones i think we're like too far into this idea for us to even conceive of another idea like that's just oh so, did i ruin it did i did i spoil it that's just so much now that like we have to work with it i think i'll take your popcorn cows i'll take that i need something stronger for penalty though oh wait no okay so you're trying to collect the cows but not collect the bulls okay so, but like that's not penalty to me like penalty needs oh. to be something else like that's just that's just gameplay. Like I guess so a penalty, let's walk through like that means like I've I've done a bad rule and then I have to be in like a penalty box. So there so maybe like and like the usually the punishment of committing a penalty is either having to sit out so you're not playing the game. So it could be like you sit out for a certain amount of time. Um or sometimes it's like the other team or whatever gets to like take a shot or whatever the game you're playing is. Mm -hmm. So how can we work that element? I guess. Cause to me, just having it be like, don't collect the, the bulls is like, that's just, that doesn't say penalty to me. Right. Right. So now I'm thinking of Kirby dream drop buffet where you like in the, in the battle Royale mode, if you fall off, mm -hmm. you get held for like right. three, three seconds or whatever, and then popped back in. And all that time, the other players are collecting yep. berries and getting a higher score. So that's kind of what I'm imagining. It's okay. a bunch of players trying to catch as many cows yep. as possible. And then if they catch a bull, they uh, have to sit out and watch and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. That's, so this is a like a party it, game. Party, yeah, party, party, party cow game. popcorn. Party Pop cow popcorn with two minutes on the clock. Party cow, pop, party cow popcorn. Party cow popcorn. Yeah, yeah, we pew, nailed it. Time that that was the time. time, uh, time. Two minutes left. All right, all right. I'm ready for the next three words. Woohoo! Let's. I'll get try em. not to monopolize the idea with my really weird one. No, that's fine. I liked it. All right, <laughs> cold, relative, okay. modest, okay. cold, relative, modest. So I will say the the worst thought that I had, which I think I should share. When I saw cold relative was dead people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it could be at a morgue. Um. Okay. I don't so know. So a Victorian morgue worker. Sure. The Victorian is because you know that's when we think of modest dress. Okay. So 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 you. Yeah. Sure. That's sure. where I'm going with that. Yeah. You're working at a morgue, and um. What do you do? Do you solve mysteries? Morgue mysteries. Maybe you talk to the dead, dead people, people. Yeah. Yeah. And that allows you to solve mysteries relating to their deaths. So it's the show about pie. 
What was that show? Oh, like the guy who Pushing who, Daisies. That's the yeah. show. Yes. I remember watching one episode of that show. I liked that show. It was very yeah. weird, but I liked it. Except it's set in Victorian times. Yeah. And um So the relatives, let's have so it's like the relatives are like, I think this person died in a suspicious way. And then you have to like summon the ghost of them and they talk to you and then you get to like solve a mystery. Yes, and sometimes it's the relatives who did it. Obviously, obviously, got to be. Yeah, and so they don't come to you. You just realize that the the corpse seems to have died in a mysterious way. Because at the morgue in the Victorian eras, I'm pretty sure they would also do the autopsies. I don't know when autopsies started. I think around well, then. Well, I'm basing it entirely on... Um, carnival row where they were doing autopsies and it yeah. was pretty victorian i know there was a shift because it started with like a body's assumed dead we don't touch it we don't do anything with it that's that's bad that's bad news yeah and then and then people started to get more intrigued about like reviving people who had seemed to die because like often you could often they weren't actually dead yet but they would just let oh, them die that's fun that's gruesome okay yeah, well, that's the little grave bell everyone hears about. Cause, like, oh, yeah. It, it was, like, and very hard to tell. And the on the inside of the coffins. Yes, because people couldn't tell if they were... They didn't have a lot of, like, good skills to tell if people were actually dead. And they they didn't want to touch dead bodies very much. So mm-hmm. they just kind of were like, oh, probably dead. Um, yeah. But then they started to move into more of, like, the science era where they were, like, just very curious about what was going on in the body. And that became less... They became less squeamish. Taboo. Around okay. the dead, so okay. I don't. I don't know what time. I like that's that's like the like anecdotal. I don't know about so the time. So worst case list. scenario, as we make this game, yeah. right in the development process, right. we find out that autopsies were actually way like later. We just say, oh, this is the unknown story of the first. Yes, the autopsy a very advanced giver. doctor. I think that's totally fine, and yeah. uh, we could call it um, relative murder, relative the relative murder relativity. We can call it, is that a ghost in my house? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. No, no, no. We're going, is that a ghost in my house? I'm I'm keeping it. <laughs> With one minute and 30 seconds, I'm calling time. Okay. Is that a ghost in my house? The tale of the first mortician who did autopsies Good. to solve murders but and also talked to ghosts. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Are you ready for our final three words? I absolutely am, but I don't think we're going to top, is there a ghost in my house? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Plaintiff? Difficult, okay. articulate. This all connects. This is this yeah. Is no, this is this court. is just lawyer the game. <laughs> this is lawyer the game. Has there been a lawyer simulator? Wright. Yes, yes. There, there is the, the Phoenix Wright series, um, which is an anime game, um, and it's got a lot of memes about it because, like, one of the things that you can do is like object, and then your character goes objection, <laughs> and like it has voice acting, and like a big thing comes up Good. and. That's when you catch the other lawyer slash witnesses and lies and stuff. So basically, this game is just the Phoenix. So I think, yeah, right. let's like to make it interesting because it's plaintiff difficult articulate. So maybe it's like the plaintiff. I don't know. Is the plaintiff the one being I accused? I was asking that. I don't know. I'm going to Google it. I don't know. Yeah. I just know it's a court thing. A person who brings a case another against another in a court of law. Okay. So the defendant is the accused. Oh, that okay. makes sense. So, so the, the plaintiff, plaintiff is, is like... the accuser. 
So I guess you'd play as a prosecutor, right? Not a defender. Yes, which I think is the unique thing, because I'm pretty sure in Phoenix Wright, you are the defender. Cavi- uh, no, I've never played Phoenix Wright. Yeah, but yeah. So Sorry, you play, gamers. So you'd play a prosecutor, and then it... And then it's difficult because um, because that's just a difficult place to be because you're trying to put someone in prison. And that's just ethically, yeah. you know, a challenge. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a courtroom simulator. You play a prosecutor. So let's, let's try to describe some gameplay so that we're okay. not just saying, it's Phoenix Wright. You've played it, right? Because I haven't actually played it, so I, I don't know what the it. gameplay okay. actually right. is. So... Um, the best part about Law and Order is when they go to collect evidence, in my opinion. Okay. And maybe, no, wait, I'm thinking of House. Do they collect evidence in Law and Order? Yeah, because that's the law part. Okay. But they don't do it like House. It's not the same okay. thing, because they have to like interview people, and like they get results from the lab. It's not what you're imagining. I think CSI is the one where it's about like actually like collecting yes. evidence from the crime scene. Yes. And lawyers don't do that. No. The crime scene investigators do yes. that. And okay. Then lawyers get the information. So so the lawyer would be reading through the evidence that has been collected. Yeah. And then making conclusions from that. But how do you how do you generate gameplay for that without like kind of shoehorning it where if the player finds the correct pieces of evidence they they win because like it's just it feels like to me this might be too simple but so there is this game mechanic in um life is strange before the storm where you had to pick disses because the main <gasps> character in that doesn't have doesn't have like powers so the whole thing is you have to pick the right diss for the right person like basically like this person will be hurt or convinced by me saying this and you have a, a bunch of choices and it's timed so i almost think that's what it is is like you have to pick the right like gotcha but you have like only a short amount of time to do it. Okay, and then you the gotchas are based on so like the disses were based on the conversations you've had with the character. Right. So these would be based on the evidence. So and you so would have a phase not... where you just look over the evidence. Because it is articulate, so it might not even have to be that you have to discover things. It's more that you have to say them in the right way. Yeah. Because if you say them in the wrong way, you could get an objection, or you could get um, or like the jury could be against you if you're like being like saying certain things. So you have to know who your jury is. You have to know who. Your audience is like you have to know who the judge is, and then it's not about solving the case; it's more about how you how you say it. That's the yes. articulate. Okay, okay. So maybe maybe the it's not really about the player like looking at evidence, really, but like they get three choices, which seem to say like a, a similar, similar thing. thing. It's just the but, way they say it. Yeah. And so they're timed. not really. So is it based on how they think the judge will react, or? Yeah, the jury. Well, it'd be the jury, and and the it depend. Well, it depends on what they're responding to. So, like, if they're responding to an objection, you look to the judge. But generally, you're going to be wanting to know who's in your jury. So you would like during jury selection could be part of the game, and you have oh, to really get to know. Like, I think that's a unique. Yeah. Like, so, and then you really know who's in the jury, which is how real court works. And then, um, and then that way you'd be playing to that audience, right? So okay, and maybe each dialogue option, like it's timed. And, like, it'll tell you, like, certain values about it. Like, it'll be, like, plus 10 emotional. So if you know that you've got a jury filled with emotional people, like, it'll yeah. be good for you to call that. Uh, we have 10 seconds to come up with a name. Um, I object. <laughs> I object! With three seconds left? Uh, 
I don't. No, I because because you're. It's not really about you objecting. It's about you stopping the objection. Did we fail our first ever rapid fire round? I guess we didn't name it in time. We prosecute. didn't name it in time. We just call it prosecute. <laughs> no, it's a. It's... Y'all prosecuty. <laughs> and that a means we can have outfits. That means we can have outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer outfits. Okay. I mean, did we fail the rapid fire? Yes, but I think we can still call it prosecuty. Yes, yes. Uh, so we did come with all the mechanics. Like, we got most of it. It's just the yeah. name stumped us. And we got prosecuted. But we did talk deep in the mechanics. Prosecuty. Prosecuty. Five minutes and 25 seconds. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well, that's the end of our show, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can find us on social media at Make That Game Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us on youtube search make that game the channel and you can email us make that game podcast podcast okay folks at gmail.com with any games you want us to honk and bonk any uh ideas that you might have for games or words you want us to turn into games we are open to all of those things thank you so much for listening and if you heard a game today that you think should exist out there in the world we encourage you to get out there and make, make. 